Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. We're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. And when we're coming to you with the whole truth, we have to come to you straight from the word of God, and we have to tell you exactly, you know, what the word of God is saying about the times that we're living in today. And uh, we we have a problem uh, when we're looking at black America, when we're looking at uh, black America, you know, from, you know, a, a point of its mental health, when we're looking at black America from a point of, uh, of, of, of its, you know, culture, uh, socially how we fit in society, the roles that we're playing in society today, and we we have to take a closer look at slavery. We have to take a closer look at the mindset of what happened in slavery. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, jump right into the uh, jump right into the Word of God. Uh, but before we get into the Word of God, I want to uh, have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord God, we thank you for this hour. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you. We ask the Heavenly Father that you forgive us of our sins, <clears throat> that you forgive us of our trespasses. Father God, we ask the Heavenly Father that you even forgive us for our lack of understanding. We give you all the honor, Father God. We give you all the glory. Lord God, we give you all the praise in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Yahshua. We pray right now that you send forth this word in power, in illustration, and in demonstration, that it may touch the hearts and minds of men to convert them, that their lives may be changed. Father God, we give you all the honor, and we give you all the glory. And once again, we ask these blessings in the name of your Son, the Word of God, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And I'm going to be coming to you out of the book of Deuteronomy, out of the book of Deuteronomy, where we're going to be, you know, talking about the the status, talking about the state of of man today. we you know we want to deal with the uh we want to deal with the uh with the mental health aspect of uh of man and i was uh hoping to have a guest to call in uh, to talk about the mental health status of our people as a nation of people 
Stand by one. All right, this is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. And uh, we're coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia today. And, and, I'm, and I have a special guest on the line, Miss Catherine. She's been on our show before. And she was talking to us about the mental health of black America, talking about where we are as a nation of people and, uh, and the effects. And the, and, the, and the surprising thing that she brought forth was the fact that that through our DNA, certain traits and certain things are passed on, uh, you know, one to another. And uh, as we begin to look at that, uh, if we think about how, you know, we we make a rat trap, we make a rat trap, and and the first generation they fall for that rat trap. The first generation of rats will fall for that rat trap. But the second generation that comes along, they will already have embedded in them knowledge of that. So they would not fall for that same rat trap because their DNA had prepared them for it. They have, they, you know, through their suffering, through their trials, they learned these behaviors. So I'm going to let uh, Ms. Catherine come in today and talk to us about the mental health of black America. Ms. Catherine, are you there? Yes, brother, I'm here. I was trying to get prepared to talk about some things, especially um, generational uh, mental illness, which is something that, you know, we have to deal with um, when we talk about nation building. Um, That's one of the the first things that, um, as a nation, we have to make sure that the mental um, state of our people you know, are mindful of the things that um, are required when you're talking about building a nation. Um, not that we are not a we are not a nation. Uh, you know, people don't see us as a nation because we're not united. But you know, regardless of whether we're united as a whole people or not, we're still a nation. And so that's the first thing we have to understand when we talk about um, building a nation. Um, it's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about when you talk about generational mental illnesses. Um, and, and it's not that we have a mental illness. I think we just have a dis-ease about ourselves. So we are what you call an unsettled people. We have so much in our, um, in our nation um, that has not been settled. So a lot of this, is, a lot of this illness comes from unsettlement. So we have to settle um, a lot 
that has to do with our um, our um, mental, uh, the state of our nation. When you talk about um, being settled as a people, uh, right now we, you know, we suffer for, from a lot of things. Especially, we are still suffering from um, the effects of slavery, um, because genetically, um, scientists has, you know, proven that memories, that genes carry memories. So regardless of whether we were enslaved, they enslaved people in chains, um, our ancestors were our grandparents, great-grandparents, and all those genes have passed down from generation to generation. That's why we have so much um, anxiety, uh, so much depression, uh, so much, um, um, uh, what do you call it, I can't think of the name, but nevertheless, uh, we have a lot of it, especially when it comes to um, oppositional behaviors. Uh, Our teenagers, our young people have a lot of oppositional behavior. Um, They have a lot of um, anger, um, a a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, we suffer from so much um, depression and anxiety in in in, in our people that, it causes us to be, you know, against one another and for no reason. You know, we always worry about why are people why are people killing each other? Why is there so much black on black crime? Because we have not settled, you know, the issues that we have to settle when it comes to the state of our people. So that's one of the main things that we as a people do not want to uh, discuss and that's our mental dis ease. So we have to get a hold on what's really happening and, you know, stop thinking is, is this thing and that thing is not. It's one thing. It's post-traumatic slave syndrome. That's what it is. Um, I was reading an article written by one of the top lawyers. I can't remember her name, but she says that all black people in America should receive a disability check. <laughs> and I kind of agree with her because we do suffer from so much depression. I mean, it's hidden depression. You know, people have a, we have a lot of hidden depression. We have a lot of hidden anger. We have a lot of hidden things that needs to be addressed. Uh, when I think of talk about mental health and trying to solve the issues in our, our communities, um, it, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, a lot of things are connected. A lot of this is connected from our disparities, like education, um, uh, jobs. Uh, all these things are connected to our poverty uh, because of our mental disease. So we have to address that issue when it comes to, especially building our nation. We have to address this issue. And the way I understand, and a lot of the research that I've done, um, we have not. Um, tackled this issue in so, so many, many, many years that now we're looking at it costing us over a billion dollars just to cure our condition in our community. Well, well, Catherine, you know, I'm going to go into the Word of God, and I'm going to go inside of the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 28, and I'm going to begin at the 28th verse. And I think it explains, see, see, this is the part that they hate me for, <laughs> that they hate me for because I go back in the word of God, you know, and, and those books that they remove from the Bible, I bring them back to the people to show them 
who they are and to show them exactly what's going on. You know, yes, this, this yes, we're going through this these uh, these hardships in America. When I say America, I'm talking about you know the islands. I'm talking about Central America. I'm talking about South America. I'm talking about Canada. I'm talking about everywhere that we were scattered during the slave dysphoria. Uh And 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 if we look at the Word of God in the in the 28th chapter of the Book of Deuteronomy, it says it says in the 28th verse. The Lord shall smite thee with madness. You know, that our people would be like crazy, would be smitten with madness. Okay? And 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 it says and 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 the the Lord shall smite thee with madness and the Lord shall smite thee and the Lord shall smite thee with madness. And and blindness and astonishment of heart, okay. And thou shalt grope at midday, as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper, okay. And thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore. And no man shall save thee. Thirtieth verse. And thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine oxen shall be slain before thine eyes, and and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away from thee before thy face and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt not thou shalt thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people. And thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be there shall be no might in thine hand. The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and cursed always. Now this is just the first. This is just twenty eight to the thirty to the thirty third verse in the book of Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. And and it, it describes the it describes us as a nation of people to the T for all the things that we suffered and all the things we went through in slavery, all the things that we've gone through in the last four hundred, five hundred years in this country. So so I I want you to kick in on that because you know this this proves exactly who we are this is this this is not talking to but one nation of people on the whole face of the earth that fits this description and that's black america yeah it 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 describes us you know as those people uh but all the things that you just named out um causes anxieties and depression uh-huh 
still, when you live like yeah. when you live that way, um, it's all part of the mind, you know. So within what you said is that this affects our well, mind. Well, so, well, well, that's the word of God said that He was gonna He was gonna smite us with with madness. And right. I couldn't get past that scripture, you know. For some reason, I got stuck on that scripture, you know. That that God actually smote us with madness. That right. that you know that's why we why we I was I was watching the movie of of L A when the crack cocaine epidemic first started and how the gangs were running wild in the street and how we were killing each other. And I wonder, I'm like, why are we killing each other? What what's the purpose behind us killing each other? I mean. I mean, you can do you can do drug business without killing anybody. Why why are we so crazy to be killing each other like this? And and it goes back to this scripture that we've been smitten with madness. Okay, I'll let you go. Right, we've been smitten with madness. It's like, also got to understand that again, that all those things causes a mental condition, um, uh-huh. and it has not been resolved. Um, you know, it hasn't been resolved because we have not followed the law. So when it comes to us um, being uh, considered uh, fighting with madness, then, you know, with madness, you know, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. So uh-huh. it, it, we uh, got news that it would, this would affect our minds mentally. So um, that's just something that we have to, you know, we have to fix um, and do what's right, do what's right um, concerning what God wanted us want us to do. Um, he didn't do these things. Okay, okay, Catherine. What do you think? What do you think the the effects of 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 of, the, of welfare and them, you know, putting the mother as the head of the household and removing the father from the household? How do you think that affected us mentally? Because we don't. Most of our families nowadays are single parent families. Well, yeah, um, women, and and this is something that I, you know, I, I have to say because when you say that um, welfare, you know, destroyed our families. Of course, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the effects of saying? it. Go ahead. Well, mm-hmm. the effects of it was that. <laughs> they, they, it did destroy our families. Like you said, it took the man out of the house. Um, and, you know, now single mothers are head of households now um, for that reason. I know when my mother, when I was growing up, um, my mother was on welfare. And I can remember um, her telling my father, you know, that, I got to make a decision. I got to make a choice here. I either got to feed my children or, you know, I can have you here, you know, not providing for us. You know, um, I got to make a choice. So my mother's choice was, you know, my father couldn't be there because he wasn't the provider, you know, that we needed at that particular time because, you know, he wasn't working. You know, he was the, the what you call the Papa was a Rolling Stone type father. So my mother made the choice, you know, that he couldn't be there. He couldn't live there. He could come, but he couldn't live there, especially, you know, when she was receiving these uh, free, um, this free, these food stamps and this uh, uh, check uh, to help pay the rent, to help buy food. 
so it was more of a choice that mothers have to make when it comes to providing for their children. If that was the only way that she could, you know, provide, you know, for her family was to receive welfare and go by the rules of welfare. So mm. um, in a way, it did. It, it destroyed our family in a way where our father wasn't there. But listen, um, a lot of the fathers were not, were not providers. They didn't have jobs. They, you know, not saying they wasn't good. They wasn't, you know, good role models, good, but they just didn't work. Um, my mother made the choice. And, you know, I asked her to probably about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, and she said, you know, she had to feed her children. My mother had six children. So welfare was a good thing for her, uh, especially when she could put food on the table. And if my father came mm-hmm. by, you know, he got something, he got a hot meal. He got, you know, a, a warm place to be because with the check that she received, she could pay the light bill, she could pay her rent. Uh, that's just the choices that mothers, you know, make when it comes to their children. Well, how does that affect the mental health of our people? What does that, what does that put us in, you know, growing up in those in those kind of things? Well, with with children, uh, and that's a lot, that's the thing that you know we kind of look over sometimes when we deal with that uh, the mental health of the children because the the adults, you know, they see it as being able to provide for their family. But when you think to talk about the mental health of the children, how does that affect the children? It affects the children very dramatically because they don't have their father in the home, and young girls need their fathers. Um, Growing up, you know, I would go to school, and I would see other children with their fathers, you know, at home, and their mothers, and, you know, it was just, it was a, you know, it affected me because I was like, wow, why can't, you know, my father, you know, be there. Why can't my, I mean, it's a, it takes a toll on children um, mentally. Um, not so much as um, I, I think that my mother, because like I said, um, my mother was, you know, made the decision that, you know, she had to take care of her children. But it does affect children mentally when their fathers are not at home. And then when they grow mm-hmm. up uh, to be adults, you know, they may travel that same road. That's why it's called generational mental illness because it carries from generation to generation. Um, growing up, when I became an adult, you know, I um, I had to make choices. Uh, I, and not every single mother will make that choice, but still when it comes to feeding your children, it's just something that we as mothers, you know, put first, you know, before a man. And that affects us because our men, you know, want to be there. I think most of them want to be there, okay. but you know, the job market. Yeah. While you're talking about, while you're talking about the man, let's 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 talk about. Let's, you focus on the woman and how that affects the mothers and 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 the daughters. Now, how does that affect the the men, our black men and our black sons? Well, it affects us all. You know, it, it affects us all. You know, but there are different uh, levels of it. When you talk about the Mahat face, the woman, you know, a woman, you know, <laughs> she just puts her children first. You know, so mm-hmm. I can't say that yeah. it, 
it kind of affects. Yeah, but what does that what does that do to the, what does that do to the man who who can't provide or he or he find himself you know in this situation like like child support is a big thing now. And and most of our, a lot of our men are, are on this child support thing. They can't pay it. They're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a lot of things that's going on mentally with the black man as well, not being able to provide. How that affects him mentally? It affects him. Uh, it affects his manhood for one. Um, you know, I think men get to a certain point, you know, when they realize, look, I can't provide for my family, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this and this and this, and you get caught up in crime, you get caught up in, you know, a lifestyle that, you know, is it, 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 not helping the family or whatever, but it affects the man. I, I see where it would affect the man, and men are not as emotional as women, um, but the effects of it you know, does put them in a situation where if they can't find a job and they can't provide for their family, next thing they're going to do is look, it's street. You know, I'm a, you know, I can do this or I can do that and make fast money, you know, but along with that comes fast money, comes um, jail time, it comes prison time, comes, you know, incarceration is one of the biggest things that, that affects our black men today because of that one reason that they can't find these jobs, good job paying jobs. Mm-hmm. So the emotional effect on men, you know, is kind of different than it is on women. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. Back in the book of Deuteronomy, I'm now I'm in the uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. I'm mm-hmm. at the I'm in the forty-fifth verse, and I'm going to read to you the forty-fifth verse to the. 47th verse okay. And it says moreover it's Speaking to black America Speaking to the Hebrew nation okay. Speaking to us as a people It said moreover All these curses Shall come upon thee And shall pursue thee And overtake thee Till thou be destroyed Because Thou hearkened not Unto the voice Of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. You see, because they made a covenant with God in the wilderness, and they promised that if he would, if, 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 if he would be their God, that they would be his people. And he gave them these commandments, and he said that, you know, if y'all follow me as you should, bless you're going to be blessed. But if, you follow, but if you fail to follow me, he said, curse you're going to be cursed. And and, the, and this 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 twenty eighth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy spells out those curses and spells out what is going to happen to us. And then the forty sixth verse it says, "And they shall be upon thee." It's saying that these blessings and curses shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. See, God said He wasn't going to take it off; it was going to be on your forever. So we as a nation of people living here in America for our failing not to worship God as we should and we're talking about the God the creator of the heavens and the earth if if we're not worshiping him as we should, we're not uh, paying attention to his law. We created our own church system. We created our own religious beliefs. We created our own statutes to follow and we're worshiping the idol God Instead of worshiping the true God 
And he's telling, letting us know in verse 47, it says, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, 48 verse, therefore thou shalt serve thine enemies. Look at that. It says that we shall serve our enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed thee. All right, we got 90 seconds, so I'm going to ask you to, to give your closing statements and tell the people how they can get in contact with you and tell them about your services. Go ahead. Okay, well, what I wanted to say quickly was that everything that you, that the book of Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter, is saying is all a mental illness um, that affects our people, uh, the trauma of what has, what has been bestowed upon us. So we have to deal with that, and we got to understand that even when Christ came, he said, um, let this mind that is in me be also be in you. Amen. What we need to do is fix our mind, and we can come out of this. So, but um, that's my closing statement. Okay, tell them how to get in contact with you and uh – yeah, um, Dr. Yes, I um, have an agency, a behavioral health agency in Norcross, Georgia. Uh, my number is 770-696-9231. Uh, we do, we work with um, families to enhance our communities. Uh, we provide uh, mental health services uh, such as targeted case management for children, adolescents, and adults who are facing daily life changes and trauma. So if you want to reach out to me, you at 770-696-9231. All right. This is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. We want to thank you for tuning in, and we'll be continuing on this thing about the mental health of black America. Peace and blessings.